Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Logan in his house. In his house. So prior to this episode, we were actually discussing with A. Howard all the movies she's not seen. Which is everyone. Every great movie. Our next caller, our next question comes from Kaiser, which we'll get to in just a second, which then I was like, oh, Kaiser Sose. I was like, usual suspects. And she was like, huh? Like what? And I was like... You've never seen The Usual Suspects? And it just progressively got worse on the movie. And then I was like, I don't know why. I was like, up there with Usual Suspects is Shawshank Redemption. I was like, well, surely you've seen Shawshank Redemption. Blank stare. Don't say that to me, hey. Don't say that to me again. I'm like, oh my goodness. Where'd we go from there? All Rockies? Never. Never No Rockies. Rockies. I don't think any Rocky. Have you seen a Rocky? What's your problem? Never seen a Rocky. She don't even know who Rocky is. Then the We Are In The Business. Very colorful movie. We Are In The Financial Business. Big short. You have to see it. It's required. Holy cow. That's painful. It is painful. So let me get this straight. What? We're going to have Movie Mondays. (laughs) We're going to start that immediately because we have got to infuse some culture. What's your favorite classic? Classic? Yeah. How far back do you want to go? I mean, just Casablanca. Mm. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I have seen Casablanca. I actually, it's a good for, movie. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't know why. I love it. Everything yep. about the black and white. The, That's a good movie. It's awesome. And you know, for years, I would hear people talk about that movie, and I never watched it. So finally, one day, I was like, "Okay, I got to watch this." Mm-hmm. And I sat down, and I mean, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So then I have some classics. I have a weird number one. Okay. And I mean, it. I flow. The water gate just flows. August Rush. Never seen you it. You even know it? Yeah. Never seen Robin it. Williams is, the, is kind of this homeless musician, and he takes in these kids on the streets. Some of them play music, and others like pickpocket or whatever. So he's kind of like uh, the male of... Uh, What's that movie? Uh, Oliver. You know, Oliver the Orphan. Anyways, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You know the show Oliver. It sounds like Dead Poets The musical Society, Oliver. Oh, boy. Anywho, so anyways, uh, August Rush is this young child who is the son of a one-night stand between a Irish musician who was playing in New York and a uh, symphonic, like, just mm-hmm. savant. Mm-hmm. And the dad, I'm basically giving away the movie, but who cares? Nobody's going to watch it. The dad puts the boy in foster care, tells the mother he died. Oh, geez. And it's a story of them reuniting. But the kid, being the byproduct of these two great musicians, is an unbelievable musician. And it's amazing. Very neat. And it's one of my favorites. I, it just has all the pieces to it. Um, yeah, what other movies do I love? I mean, I, I you know, I grew up like an Indiana Jones fan, mm-hmm. Goonies. I, I'm like, I, like, I'm really annoyed they haven't written uh, Goonies 2. Have you seen Goonies? She, okay, she, she has. I think she's lying. Okay, oh, she's seen wow. August Rush. A... And it was very good. Yeah. One check mark. We can't hear her on the podcast. So anyway, she She just said she heard, she watched August Rush. Uh, It was very good, by the way, she said, but (laughs) she basically has never seen any other good movie. No. Yeah. Pulp Fiction? Oh, 
call. Oh my goodness! Just hang in there, baby. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. And Ringo's proud of you. Tell her you're proud of her. Proud of you, honey bunny. What is happening? It's, it sounds like my wife. She, my wife has seen no movies. Really? I'm like, have you seen the Titanic? So, She's like, no, I haven't seen the Titanic. How do you not see the Titanic? She, what? Yeah. Have you seen the Titanic? Oh, she should. Okay. It's okay. Uh, but you know what's so funny? Like, your wife, I mean, this is not a knock, but I, that wouldn't surprise me. Like, yeah. I just, okay. Like, yeah, I get it. She's kind of zeroed in on what she's zeroed yeah. in on. And right now it's PA school. But, like, she seems like, like, I don't, she would honestly, I think, in high school have said, I don't have time to watch movies. Like, yeah. I got to do oh, some yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. A Howard, on the other hand, she's up on all the things. She's up on all the things. Yeah, but she's, like, looking at trees. She's in the woods. Yeah, but still, when you're in the woods, what are you talking about? Hey, did you see Pulp Fiction? Yeah, this reminds me of when that series of whatever Rocky was training in Russia. She complains about winter all the time. I mean, this is what you do in the winter. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Uh, This episode and all episodes sponsored by Jewel Financial, where 75% of us know all the movies out there and 25% of us know nothing about the movie industry. Visit us on the web at Jewel, J-O-U-L-E, financial.com. It's a great time of the year. If you have a unique situation and you're thinking, hey, we have a unique situation, maybe we need a second opinion, regardless of where you are. We work with folks all over the United States, Alaska and Hawaii. We have no clients in those two states. I think almost every other state we have a client in Mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, Again, visit us on the web. uh, Learn more about us there. Send us questions, please, podcast at DIYmoney.org. It's real simple. Hop on your iPhone, or I'm sure there's an app on Android if you still have one of those. Hop on your iPhone, hit voice memo, and record your question. Email it to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. And if we use it on the show, we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Super simple. And I saw you on the Tribe the other day. You put oh, a video Tribe's on Rocket. The tribe. yeah. Holy cow. Were you on the tribe in the last 24 hours or 48 hours when an individual, I do not remember the oh, name, yeah, yeah. put up a, 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 this big, long thing mm-hmm. of what he had emailed his child had bought the first stock? and it, Oh, my goodness. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It was one of the best things I've read. Bravo to that individual. I hate that I don't know your name right now. So bravo to you and making us all feel like terrible parents was a byproduct of that, but that's okay. Uh, so check out the tribe. On check out the tribe. It's a closed group on the Facebook. Uh, again, hit DIY tribe. All right, let's go to Kaiser. Got a great question. Kaiser, what do you got? DIY. Hey, DIY money. It's Kaiser from the Air Force. First of all, love your show. I had a couple questions about the logistics of starting a relationship with a financial advisor. First of all, what is the beginning like as far as getting access to accounts and such is that sharing uh, passwords or or getting a, a new type of access that some software supports is it transferring balances or is it printing off uh, spreadsheets and in the same way i'm curious about the start i'm also curious what the breakups like you know if you get a good plan and you're not really interested in being actively managed for years is there a, a breakup as far as, uh, hey, thank you for your help? Um, and what is that transition back to running your own shop like? Okay, Kaiser, first of all, thank you so much for your service. Really appreciate that. I'm not sure where you're stationed at present, but uh, we are thankful for all that you do. 
This is a great question. Uh, dovetails really nicely, too, in the old uh, New Year. Uh, we didn't set this one up, so I don't know Kaiser before today. So that's just an FYI. It's a fascinating question because I don't think we've ever really talked about the particulars. I can only discuss this from our vantage point, so I am a little bit biased. But I would suspect that most advisors are sort of you know, following the same or similar process. Before we talk about that, let's talk about a few particulars. First and foremost... There's a million advisors out there, and I think you have to be very careful with who you are looking to engage with and do business with. Uh, there is a term out there right now. It's a term that is used, in my opinion, a little too loosely among the community of advisors. Uh, but when stuck to, you know, in the strict fashion, it's paramount to the relationship, and that is what's called a fiduciary. A fiduciary is someone who has to uphold the best interest of a client at all times. Let me say that again. A fiduciary is someone that has to, mandates to uphold the best interest of the client at all times. Now, you might say to yourself, well, who in the right mind would not do that? Like, that doesn't make sense. Well, if you were selling a product such as an insurance policy, an annuity, a loaded mutual fund or some kind of hybrid investment and you were paid by a company to be selling that product you immediately have a conflict of interest now someone could say look it is in the best interest of the client that they use this particular insurance company or whatever well are you licensed with other insurance companies do you sell other products like do you literally have access to all of them have you really looked at all of them and thus begins the sort of rabbit hole that takes you down a non-fiduciary route. So in my personal opinion, you keep it simple, and that typically means you're looking for a fee-only, only advisor, not a fee-based. Fee-based means we do a little fiduciary business, and then we do this other business as well. Fee-only advisor. Now, here's the tricky part, Kaiser, is that when you're working with someone that's not selling a commissionable product, that means that they're typically charging on the service they're providing in one of two ways or both. One, they're charging you to develop a financial plan. Now, they can implement that plan or help you implement that plan, but the fee would be based on maybe the complexity of the plan, the complexity of your situation, etc. Now, in our firm, we've attempted to go down that path on numerous occasions, and it never works. At least it doesn't work for us. And quite honestly, I've not found anyone out there that it really works for. And the reason is as follows. When we have developed a plan in the past and charged someone to develop that, turned that over to them, most of the time, they never do what it says. And so we're stuck going, hey, did you go ahead and you know rebalance or, or back off your, your allocation? Or, or did you go ahead and take that opportunity that we saw by, by peeling some of the assets off and going into emerging markets or gold or diversifying or what have you. Hey, did you exercise those stock options that we were talking about when the stock was much lower? You know, Did you go ahead and fund your... Oh, yeah, we didn't get around to that. Well, then why did you buy a plan? So it got so frustrating for us that we finally said, we can't do this. Like This is not, again, a trainer or buying a fitness plan. You buy a fitness plan, you go home, you got to do the fitness plan. It's great. You bought a fitness plan. You better do it. 
A trainer is someone who goes, get your butt off the couch, meet me at the gym, let's go. So either on one hand, you're paying for a fitness plan, the other hand, you're playing, paying for a trainer. Now, the other model is typically one where someone will actually be managing your assets based on an allocation or an investment policy statement or something that you've already agreed upon that's part of your overall plan. More often than not, that financial plan will be at a lesser cost or maybe it'll even be free. And then they'll charge on the assets that they're managing. Now, immediately you're going to go, well, listen, I want to manage my own ass. I want to save that money. Okay, but what if over a 10-year period they can save you countless of thousands of dollars in tax strategies, allocation strategies, or, heaven forbid, they actually keep you invested at a time that you want to hit the button and exit to stage left and you want to make a dumb decision with your investments. So that's the situation and that's kind of the the strategies that typical fiduciary fee-only advisors will proceed with. I'll let Logan talk about the particulars of how that relationship begins, what it looks like, and then possibly how it may end. I'll let him share that with you. What say you, Logan? Yeah, Kaiser. So whenever we have a relationship with someone, um, again, we'll just speak from our experience and how we do this. Um, If you go through the process with us, we get to know you. So like our wealth development clients, they reach out to us, um, fill out a survey that we have on our website. We get a meeting on the calendar. We meet with them. We see if it's a good fit. We figure out more about their situation. Sometimes we develop a plan, but then at the point where we decide, okay, client, do you want to work with us further? And they say yes. Then we go about the process of moving over accounts for us to manage. So wherever you have your accounts right now, Fidelity, uh, Vanguard, Charles Schwab, wherever those are, we manage accounts at Charles Schwab. So any fiduciary advisor, they may manage accounts at a Fidelity or at somewhere else. And what typically happens is you roll over, you kind of transition and transfer your accounts from wherever they're held under the advisor. That can be done If you're at Charles Schwab, that can be very easily done to us at Charles Schwab. That's the custodian we use, and it can be transferred. Or we can move things in kind from a Fidelity or a Vanguard or from Edward Jones or from wherever you are. We can transfer assets in kind to the custodian that we utilize. And in kind just means that it's not sold. You're not going straight to cash, and then the the cash is moved over. But you stay in the same investments so that... In the transfer period, the week or so that things are moving over, you're still invested in in the market. So that's kind of the transition over. Anything to add on that? Well, I want to go, I'll wait till you're done, but I want to go off on a little bit of tangent as far as what if you don't have any money? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, what if you're just getting started? Again, it's one of the sole reasons we started the wealth development process, but um, I'll, I'll jump in on that in a minute. Yeah. So then that's kind of the start of the relationship. Typically, a fee is charged. Uh, it could be quarterly. It could be annually. We do quarterly fees from the accounts. You don't get an invoice. It's charged directly from the account. If at some point you decided to leave or not work with that advisor anymore, then you can you can leave. Again, depending on the advisor, we don't have any lockup provision. We don't have any time period that someone has to stay with us. But we manage assets until the point where they say, okay, they they maybe want to leave. Now, our tenure with clients is very long. We very, very rarely lose a client or or have them leave and go somewhere else. 
and that's our goal. Our goal is to have a very long-lasting relationship with someone, build that relationship. There's always something to do. There's always planning items to do. There's always management that happens. I mean, right now we're doing a full rebalance across the board, whether you're in the wealth development program or you're uh, our, our more traditional type client, we're doing rebalances in our investment accounts across the board. So uh, we always try to maintain that long-term relationship. But if you wanted to leave, you absolutely could, and you could leave at any point. Now, let's say that you're just getting started. This, this is the difficulty. I, we get a lot of inquiries of young people, or maybe even you know not so young, but but they're just getting started in this process, and they think to themselves, "Okay, I'm really serious about this. Um, I really want to make wise decisions, so I'm gonna find a financial advisor." Unfortunately, it's not that simple because a lot of times a financial advisor who's a fiduciary, there has to be something to be managed in order to charge a fee and and actually to actually have a business. So one of the reasons we started this podcast is because I was sick and tired of people going, okay, I'm going to go to this guy or that guy. They get sold some ridiculous product while they're just starting out. They find themselves in some whole life, you know, insurance or bought some annuity garbage or whatever. And they're like, well, I was just getting started and I had this, you know, friend of a friend or so-and-so, and why did I get this? Well, you got it because you didn't have any money. Right. And the only way that they could derive some money is by selling you something. So sometimes, unfortunately, you have to just go it alone for a while. Mm-hmm. You have to follow the steps. You have to do some work. And then when you've done some work and you've built up some resources, if it becomes a little bit more complex, that's why I use the terminology when I say if you have a complex situation. If you have an IRA and you are saving and you've built up your margin and you have no debt and you have your emergency fund, you have your fast cash, and you're like, I invested in a Roth IRA, I need a financial advisor, I would go, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. Why would you need a financial advisor? Well, maybe there's more that I could be doing. Okay, do the homework. Go back to the 500 episodes that we've talked, that we've done. This is why we did the show. We literally started this show. I started the show saying, I want to reach people who will never be able to become a client of ours. Because in the wealth development program, let's face it, if someone is not you know, going to have some assets, we can't, we're not, we're not in, it's not in the free service business. It's just not our model. But I also don't want that person who's just starting out to go get some stupid product. I yeah. did say stupid because I think most of them are stupid. Some stupid product they pay an arm and a leg for. They don't understand. They can't get out of. And it and it's no good for them. So that's why we started this. So I think you have to determine, am I in that situation where I'm in a complex situation and I need to dialogue with somebody? If so, fiduciary, fee only. Understand what their process is. Engage. You know, Do your due diligence. Meet with a couple. My opinion, geography is irrelevant. Meet mm-hmm. with us, you can meet with anybody. But if your situation is not complex, if you're just getting started. If you're in the DIY money steps that we just talked about in the basics. The then you got to do some of the work on your own until you get to a point where you go, okay, what do I do now? It's and those other- are the best clients because then they understand, they know how to do research. They've learned a little bit about the stock market. They've started to get an understanding. So then when we're bringing these complex strategies and ideas to their plan, when they get to the point where they need an advisor and a partnership, 
then there's a good understanding on both sides and we can really get into the weeds and figure out some long-term strategies that will help them and not just be the basics that you kind of have to figure out on your own. That's exactly right. So the reality is, is that I think you have to determine where you are, what you are really going to need, do the due diligence. They'll each have their own process. We talked about kind of our process, how it works. Typically, you know, to get in the weeds a little bit before I conclude here, no, you're not turning over passwords, having them log in. You're just providing your information, providing maybe printouts, allocation. But you want to have somebody who looks at the big picture, does a holistic plan, and kind of looks at everything together. Uh, it's not just, you know, the investment side. It's the investment side, the saving side, the retirement side, the tax side, etc. It all works together. Kaiser, again, thank you for your service. Great question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. And remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.